0: We interrupt this program because the civil authorities have issued a contagious disease warning. The symptoms of the And we have
1: never before seen a pandemic that can be controlled at the same time. And we have called every day for countries to take urgent and aggressive Action. We have rang the alarm bell loud and clear. I'm losing control that I know. Yeah, yeah. Been this my song
0: for- Welcome to the Outsiders Podcast. I am Neil Sandlin here as always with my man, Tyler France. What's up, brother? What's going on? Well, you may have noticed as you were. Listening to the very beginning of this thing, you may have noticed a different intro music than normal. It's not our normal one. It was a little bit different, and that is because today we are doing something a little bit different. We are going to have a bonus episode. That is right, a bonus episode. We have not had a bonus episode yet. Uh, We have had, what, 12 different episodes? Yeah. Uh, Today is a bonus episode. Uh, What we're going to do today is we are going to basically have a conversation about Tyler's upcoming album called The Pandemic. I'm going to be talking to Tyler. I'm going to be asking him questions that I have. I'm going to be kind of, I don't know, for lack of a better term, interviewing him about this album, about (laughs) um, really even a broader conversation Mm -hmm. around what got him into hip-hop, why he loves hip-hop so much, and what brought about this album called The Pandemic. So, I think this will be a a wonderful thing. It'll give Tyler an opportunity to kind of just dig into the album a little bit, give you some information about it.
1: Yeah, we've been promoting it for a long time. Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah. And, and it's right here upon us, and so we want you, you can truly, Sit back and relax Yeah, for on this. this one yeah, absolutely Sometimes i say Sit back and relax And I'm like Nah, you can't <laughs> actually Sit back and relax For this episode But with this bonus one You can As we talk yeah. to Tyler uh, All about yeah. the pandemic
1: Looks like I'm stuck In this dark room All alone With nothing but hard wounds In a zone And by what's called No speaking of symptoms of sickness we all doing I'm feeling that tickling cough Shoot now it's my breath I inhale but it's gone Losing control I feel sick I can't talk Temperature rising I'm feeling so hot Woke up next day And I'm pedophile I think a
0: great place to start in this conversation, Tyler, is when did you start falling in love with hip hop? Because I've known you since you were a teenager. Yeah, you have. Um, ever since I've known you, you've you've loved mm-hmm. hip hop. I mean, I knew you before you were a teenager, but really got to know you yeah. um, after you became a teenager. You you have always loved hip hop, as have I, I I would say if, if we had to pick one music genre that we had to listen to, if it was the only
1: one that we have, then we would, we would choose hip hop. So when did you start falling in love with it? Uh, man, I I would say it was when I met my friend is Stephen Hill, uh, also known as KT, KT. Uh, yeah. So when, when I met KT, I, he loved hip hop. Like he, he was just, I mean, he loved hip hop. And so I listened to it occasionally. I mean, I I was playing basketball and, you know, street ball type stuff. So that was kind of the soundtrack for, uh, what somebody was
0: playing music out in the park while you were playing basketball.
1: Yeah. And that would be, you know, it'd be hip hop. It'd be rap. And, uh, so I, I liked it. I liked the beat and all that stuff. Um, but Stephen Hill was the first guy that, that showed me what hip hop could be. Right. Right. How how old were you when this happened? Junior high. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I would say seventh grade. Yeah. Um, and and he just he just kind of exposed me to to certain dudes that that were incredible. Uh, I mean, not only just incredible at at rapping and and the way they sounded and stuff, but the words, man, they were just right. The way they arranged the words and organized the words, man. I mean, I mean, yeah, it was, it was insane. And what they were saying was, was impactful, even right. to someone who didn't really relate. I mean, I was a white kid from the suburbs. Right. I didn't really relate, but at the same time I was listening to it and I was like, man, this is, this is crazy. Like this is, yeah. I feel this. Yeah. Well, and, that, um, and that's something going back to the
0: history of hip hop. I mean, that, that's what hip hop was designed to do. It was designed to say something.
1: 100%. Uh, a yeah.
0: lot of hip hop today doesn't say anything.
1: Which is a frustration um, of mine.
0: But, but hip hop is designed to say something. Yeah. And um, I th- we're slowly seeing a swing back to that a little bit. Um, certain certain dudes are, yeah, are kind are of trying bringing to that. push that. Yeah, yeah, But but I and so yeah, I think that um, has always been a draw of hip hop. Hip hop mm-hmm. for people is is that it says something. Right. Whether th- whether what they're saying has meaning to you or not. Right. F- uh, from your experience, but it's definitely saying something.
1: Well, that was the thing. Like when it started in the Bronx, you know, uh, they. <laughs> They were speaking because nobody else would listen to them, right? And so they were saying like, stuff. This was a way was to a get marginalized our voice. groups, blacks, Latinos that were that were trying to get their voices out yeah. and be heard. We'll be heard this way. This is a way for us to be heard. And man, hip hop, like when I heard it for the first time, in, in that kind of light, right. it, it changed me. Man. Do you think it, that's it really
0: and do you think that's one of the things that you that made you fall in love with it? Was it, is that the, these were people who were saying something, but it wasn't just that they were saying it, it's how they were saying
1: it. Yeah, it's how they were saying it, man. It's the art form. I, I fell in love with syllables and rhymes and, yeah. and the way, you know, metaphors and similes and yeah. entendres. And, and th- like, I, I just fell in love with all of it. I mean, right. I, I really did. <laughs> the last thing I fell in love with was the beat. Yeah, and that was the first thing that I was, you know, when I was playing ball, like that was right. the first thing I was listening to. But yeah, man, it, no, they were saying something, and yeah. and I and
0: saying it artistically and cleverly, so and, good. Yeah. Like the the old school rappers called it conscious rap, conscious you know? Rap. Yeah, yeah. yeah that,
1: right, right. That they were
0: they were intellectually engaging you, yeah, with something, yeah, um, and and to know that that's that's. Such a huge weapon, right? That um, gets wielded. Um, so, when did you start then getting interested
1: in making music? Yeah, right. Well, so I, I, <clears throat> I got saved at sixteen. Okay. Um, I was given because I, I loved rap right. by this time. Uh, I was given a a Christian hip hop CD. It was the first time I ever heard Christian hip hop ever that wasn't DC talk or or whatever else. Um, but you know, real pure hip hop. And it it was, it was actually, it's a crazy story. Dylan Chase is his very first project. The talented dude. Yeah, he is. And, um, and he's actually on the project as well. So, uh, it's kind of come full circle and that's, that's kind of cool. But yeah, I mean, Dylan Chase has, he, he loved Jesus. Mm -hmm. Still does. And, um, just completely was was conveying the gospel in a dope way, right? I mean, the dude was was lyrically gifted. Yeah, he could rap his tail off. Like, I mean, he was he was really good. And at that time, I didn't see Christian hip hop being on the same level as as right. the secular stuff. Yeah, because it wasn't. I mean, absolutely. Unless not. you were kind of
0: <laughs> unless you were kind of underground. Yeah, but there was no. And mass... I didn't know that scene at all. Right, and there was know? no mass popular. Christian hip hop that was on the same level
1: as, as what the secular guys were putting out. Yeah. I mean, it, it skill level and everything. Yeah. They were, they were years behind. Right. And so, um, you know, when I heard Dylan, I was like, man, this is, this is good. I'm, I'm going to check this, you know, I'm going to look more into this. And and that was actually the first time I ever heard Lecrae was on a Dylan Chase yeah. project. Yeah. Uh, you know, months later, Lecrae became like the Christian right. hip hop yeah, face. kind of blew up. Yeah. Um, and the one six click and Tripoli and show Baraka and all them. You it's, know. it's interesting
0: because what drew you to hip hop originally was the art form and saying something impactful with the art form. Yeah. Now you become a Christian at the age of 16. Right. And now you get a hold of,
1: I have something to say now
0: you get, you get a hold of the ultimate meaning in life. Right. And you, you find out that there are people mm-hmm. who are taking this ultimate meaning in life Mm -hmm. and using this art form that I love to say it. Right.
1: Like you, now you're encountering that for the first time. Exactly. And and then my best friend, Katie, he started rapping. Yeah. Right. And he was good. Like he was was really good good. and and he was not uh, a Christian. Yeah. Uh, He he was in the secular scene, but he was good, and he joined a group that was good. Yeah, and they were starting to kind of garner some attention, and uh, in Dallas and Mesquite and stuff like that. So uh, they were kind of making a little bit of noise, and um, like I said, like when he was in the studio, I, I got in the studio with him, right? And I would listen to them, and I would. It, again, not thinking I could ever do it. Right. Right. But I just loved it. I, I yeah. had a like genuine admiration for yeah. the craft. You were starting to get inspired though. I was, I was. And I actually was writing horrible, horrible raps, uh, alone in my not telling, house. not telling anybody not telling that, anybody that it. I was doing it. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Um, you weren't taking it up there in the studio and being like, Hey guys, what about this? What no, about this?" no, no. Far from it. Yeah. Cause they were, they were so far above me. And so um, but again, it was just like this, I, I heard them do it and I would learn from them. So their growing pains that they went through, yeah, you I kind of went through it with it. them, Yeah, you know, like I, I kind of learned from when they were, were learning. And so, um, I do feel like whenever I did start really putting music together, I had a little bit of a leg up, right? you know, yeah. um, because I learned so much from them. And so, KT started rapping, and like I said, they were kind of garnering attention, and even like record labels were kind of hitting them up every now and then, and seeing what they were thinking about doing and stuff. And so, uh, around that time, uh, Stephen called me. It was it was actually December 25th. It was Christmas evening, and Stephen called me. And, what year was this? Uh, it was 2009, I believe. Okay, might have been December 2008. Okay. Uh, but he hits you up on
0: Christmas Eve.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He hit, no, he hits me up on Christmas. Oh, Christmas day. Christmas. Yeah. Evening. Uh, it was me and my boy legend. We were, we were alone for Christmas, but we were hanging out together and he hits me up and what I've been praying for forever finally happened. And and Stephen Hill wanted to know Jesus. And so, yeah, it was amazing. And so, um, December 26th, I took him to Mardell and got him a Bible, and I'm not kidding. The dude had it marked up, highlighted in in a month, right, and a half, right. Like and and If you know, if you know Stephen at all, shout uh, out to my boy.
0: You K-T. know that when he dives into something head first, he's going to just tear up. I mean, he's going Absolutely. he's going at it full force, and. Um, And will probably excel at it. Yeah. Like he'll probably become a theologian in like a month, right? Like you give him a Bible and a month later, he's a theologian. And, you know, Dallas Theological Seminary is calling him up to teach classes. Like that (laughs) wouldn't surprise me one bit if something like that happens. So he gets saved. Now he's got that ultimate meaning in life. Right. Right. So, so what does he start to do? with that? And how did that impact you?
1: So again, I mean, they're starting to get attention. So he walks away from it. He says, you know, I can no longer do this kind of music. Right. Uh, in, in, you know, he's got something bigger to say. He's got something bigger to say. Yeah. And so he, uh, he, he thought that he was just like, well, I'm, I'm going to quit. At the time I was with, uh, well, it it was right after me and this guy, I, I was kind of working with, uh, a friend of mine, that we weren't that serious, you know, but it was right. kind of our way of doing. Yeah, just yeah, a way, a way of doing it, and kind of got some performance experience and stuff like that. Churches would have us come out and stuff, and so um, yeah, we did that. It was Roc. Roc. Um, I remember <laughs> Roc. You do remember Roc. You inspired Roc, actually. Did did he?
0: So Stephen thought he was just gonna be done with hip hop.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Stephen kind of thought he was done, and then uh, I had a talk with him on the 1st, January 1st. And was just like, bro, why not? Like, why, why don't we do this? Yeah. And he loved the idea, and, and we came up with the name that we loved. and uh, So y'all started rapping together. Now. But what's crazy is, like, before we started rapping, I I wanted to make sure we knew what we were talking about. Right. So him and I both, like, we took a break from rapping for, like, four months and uh didn't write a verse but what we did was we just got in the word yeah and we wanted to make sure that we were you know solid yeah before yeah getting on it and so and did y'all just
0: put out one project
1: <laughs> we put out we, we put out three okay uh there was two eps and a and full, album, full album full length album. that's what i was yeah. thinking of yeah yeah that was a good album man thanks man reconciled thank you yeah that uh, was a it good was album. it was fun and, and reconciled was i mean it's some of the best you know times for man, me. Oh, you're I, I doing it with your it, best friend. Like, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so what happened? How come you guys aren't rapping together to this day? Well, well, uh, you know, life happened. We, uh-huh. we both got married. That'll do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, we both got married, uh, Steven and I'm, I know he won't mind me sharing this, but he was going through some mental health right. things. Yeah. Um, he got to take care of himself. Really heavy things. Yeah. And you know, hip hop just kind of Yeah, wasn't a priority at the wasn't, time. It wasn't as big of a priority. And yeah. so um now that was that was kinda on his end and then I was going through that with him. That was my best friend. Sure. And so I really kind of put myself in a position where I was kind of walking it with him. Walking it with him and suffering with him. Yeah. And so the way he would feel about the Lord honestly kind of bled off on me a little mm-hmm. bit. And so you know, we're struggling. We, <laughs> you know, iron sharpens iron, so does Yeah. You know, so that, that was kind of happening. And so we were kind of going on this kind of like spiritual depression too. So we didn't want to do the music, music that we used anymore. to do that was so yeah. gospel oriented and, and so Christ centered. And so, um, so when did you begin mulling over in
0: your mind and it may have started just like a little tiny seed somewhere in your brain, <laughs> but when did you start thinking, you know what, I, I want to put something out myself. As
1: a solo artist, I want to put something out. Yeah. So whenever we stopped Reconciled, I wasn't ready to stop rapping. I wanted to keep rapping. And so I I kept rapping. Right. I didn't put anything out. I didn't record. I didn't have means to record. Yeah. You just kept writing. Yeah. Um, But I kept writing. I kept kind of kept my skills sharpened and stuff like that. And so um, I had a lot of things happen. It was, you know, this was seven years ago. Yeah. Whenever Reconciled was like really where we were. Right. Um, and so I, like I said, I, I kept writing, I kept rapping and, um, the Lord really put it back on my heart Mm
0: -hmm. to do it
1: again. Once I went through the things that inspired the pandemic. Right. So the, the project that I'm, that we're talking about here, um, was inspired by the Lord, like telling me like you need to get back. Right. And, And. and this is this is one of my ways of of being faithful yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like cuz if if you know anything about making an album especially a solo project it's tedious right and if you're doing it by yourself it is it there's a lot to it yeah you know what i mean yeah it's a huge commitment and so why did you name this project then the pandemic yeah so this is this is a very layered project right, right? And so um, I wanted to layer everything. Okay, I I love albums that are conceptual. Yeah, I love albums that you listen to from first track to the end, and it tells a story. Yeah, and it's all and works every time together. you listen to it, you get something. Yes, different from it. Yes, I love those, and I always wanted yeah. to make one, and I right. never f- felt like I had the skills to do so. Right. Um, but this this project came so organically, yeah. and and like I said, I was going through. We're going to call it a sickness, right? right? We're going to call it the pandemic whenever... Because I don't want to give it away. Half of the album is kind of a riddle in right. a way. You kind of get to decipher what the, yeah. the pandemic is. Well, and is. apply it to yourself. And apply it to yourself, absolutely. Right. So you
0: don't want to... And a lot of artists do this. Just to let our listeners know, a lot of artists create art and they don't want to tell you what it means yeah. because they want it to be a an expression to you that where then you can express yourself. Yeah by listening to it. So I know a lot of artists do that, whether it's a book they write, whether it's a song they write, they're Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to tell you what it means. I'll give you a hint as to what it means to me. Right. But I need you to take it, run with it. Exactly. And it it impact your life as well.
1: And for me, it was a very specific thing. Right. Right. So I I am talking about a very specific thing when I talk about the pandemic. However, I wrote it. To be broad for people. To be broad for everybody. Yeah. Um, and I think it's something that everybody deals with, right? And so that, is that that's why you called it the pandemic then, because you felt like, but I mean, again, it's layered. So so uh, everything, like I said, it kind of has double meaning. So the pandemic is also Tyler France during the pandemic. This is a timestamp, right? Where I was during the pandemic, right the actual COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's also, uh, talking about the, the concept and that is the the, spiritual, emotional, mental, right. What you were going through as well.
0: Absolutely. In that. And, and, and the process of putting this album together, you you said, you know, you're doing it by yourself. So you're, you're writing all, all the, the, the lyrics yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have a producer you're working with that's helping you create, um, musically what the yeah. instrumentals that are going to be a part of it and stuff like that. Or are you doing that all on your own as well?
1: No, I, I, I didn't do that, but I did work with some of the guys that, that we did back in with reconciled. Um, okay. so, so some
0: connections that you had already some had, old connections, you were able to reach back into those and right. Um,
1: help and you get this thing produced. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and then the mixing and mastering the same kind of thing. Like right. we, we got our, our guys that we usually got yeah. for reconciled and, um, even KT produced yeah. a beat on there that's very special that's to me, yeah. gospel track. Yeah, um, and so yeah, I mean, it was it was really, you know, it, it was a solo effort in the sense of like I'm right, the concept, conceptualizing, yes, the I'm making concept, everything, the, all this the lyrics. Stuff. But no, we, it, there was a team. There the, was a the team theme that of it was helped you bring it to fruition for the, sure. The
0: theme was you, but then God had already put some people in your life that could help you. Yeah produce this thing and get it out
1: uh, to the masses to the masses well i want to jump in
0: to some of the meeting behind the song so i have picked six songs here and uh, i want to give the people just a little taste as to what you're dealing with uh your motivation behind these songs why you're addressing some of the things that you're addressing um
1: I'm and all I, about it, man. Let's and I have
0: a reason why all of these jumped out at me. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm just going to tell you why they jumped out at me, and then you can kind of um, hit some of the layers if you'd like to. So the yeah. first one is is quarantine. Yeah. Right off the jump, a quarantine hit me. And what hit me is obviously – uh, we have been in a quarantine.
1: We have. Yeah, so yeah.
0: we have we've quarantined over the last year. Mm-hmm. And now you drop an album called The Pandemic. Right, right. And then you drop a song right off the bat called Quarantine. Yeah. That alone yeah. grabs my attention.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and I'm sure it's gonna grab the attention of people. When they say, oh, it's a song called
1: Quarantine. Well, right.
0: I've been doing that. What's he like, talking they're gonna, about? They're going to be connected <laughs> to that right away. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, what kind of quarantine is he talking about? Yeah. So Quarantine is, uh, it sets the scene for the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, like even the album cover is kind of quarantine, right? right. Like it's it's where I was quarantined. Right. Um, and so um, Quarantine is, is really talking about uh, two different things. It has two different narratives to it. Right. And so it has the first narrative where I'm really frustrated with music and I'm talking about why I stopped music. So it's for my, my reconciled fans, it's for the people that have supported me and stuff like that, where I'm just kind of like, you know, this is, this is why I haven't put out music. You guys have been asking, this is why. Um, but that is a very surface level, right. You know, thing. And so I, um, I'm talking about, um, how, it's like it, actual lyrics from it is like, uh, now the virus is running its course, killing with force. Every record I record, the symptoms get worse. I'm thinking of more. As the body is aching. I'm shutting the door. Each chorus is forced, my voice getting hoarse, but feeling myself like a fever on foreheads. The pain is enormous. I wake up, I'm sore, and I listen to all of this trash they record. So, what I'm saying is, like, I'm feeling myself a little too much. Right. I say, I'm feeling myself like a fever on foreheads. Like, I got to a point you know, this from knowing me and right. knowing like my heart and reconciled and stuff like reconciled was about Jesus, man. Like right. that's what we, Absolutely. that was our heart. That was what we were. And so reconciled was about Jesus. And when I started writing myself and I started doing it, I, I kind of got prideful. I kind of wow. got to where I was kind of feeling myself right. a little too much. Yeah. And like I can do this on the same level as these dudes. Yeah. And I was listening to the radio and I was literally getting frustrated as right. an artist. Cause I'm like, I could yeah. kill these dudes yeah. and rap like mumble, I could mumble rappers. Yeah. I could, I could wrap <laughs> circles around these guys. Like, I don't understand. Like it takes no skill to do this. Right. And so I kind of got to this like bitter place. Right. Uh, so you thought that was the problem. Right. So quarantine is saying like in, in the very surface level sense, it's, it's kind of my frustrations with music and, and that kind of thing. And but if you listen the carefully, real thing, um, I actually talk about is I say, or is the origin more of me avoiding the truth to diffuse and distort some things? Maybe that morgue is more for me, more than I think I've been dreaming of horror scenes. Their music's the worst, but the more I research, I learned that it's more in me. Mm-hmm. So flip and reverse those previous words, and y'all will see more of me. So then I take those words that I used before—the horribly, the disorderly, quarterly conformity. Right, those words that you used to
0: reference the music industry, kind because of. Because I will. used
1: it as a facade, right? right. Like I used it as a as smoke screen, if you will, for for the real issue. But then I go into say. Um, blame others music because i'm doing horribly i rap to distract that not half of me is normal see acting intact is a tactic conformity i mask my deformity i pass it as cordially hiding disorder that i keep on hoarding ct at the core looks morally more in sync but that's just a quarter three-fourths of me y'all don't see mm. and so what i'm talking about is saying like there is a sickness and then i go on to talk about the like, pandemic I, i'm the
0: problem there is it's, a sickness. Yeah.
1: Like I, I can blame everything else. I right. can say all that stuff. The reason I quit music was not because I was frustrated with music. It was because right. it was me. Yeah, it was. And yeah. where there was you were something in me? There was a sickness in me, and that needed uh, to be dealt with. That needed to be dealt with, and that the Lord needed to to beat out of me. Okay. Honestly. Well,
0: that then that brings me to the next song, Reflections because yep. reflections you're literally looking in the mirror mm-hmm. and saying now what is my problem <laughs> right you know like right. and, and so talk a little bit because those th- those kind of go together and they ref- do. and reflections is kind of in the middle and you 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 said to me you know off mic that it was kind of a turning point for the album so tell me yeah. a little bit about what you mean by that so even
1: in the placement of of where reflections is right it's it's kind of halfway right. through the album um, up until the point of where you get to reflections, you have songs that are more general. Right. So besides quarantine, quarantine's pretty personal, but it still has that quarantine right. pandemic. Everybody's going through know. a quarantine. Everybody's going and then through a pandemic. The next song is socially distant and stuff. So right. I'm still talking, you know, from a personal perspective, but it's something that people can relate to. And right. then I have like a through this mask, you know, like so I'm taking little themes right. from the COVID nineteen pandemic. COVID-19 yeah. pandemic and I'm flipping them and I'm making right. them different, mean different things. Yeah. Uh so through this mask does not mean when I say I can't breathe. A literal mask it that you doesn't can't mean breathe. a yeah. literal mask, but it can. Yeah. In in this COVID nineteen pandemic. So right. it, it does make sense in that sense. Listen deep. Listen um, deep. Listen deep. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what I would encourage anyone who, who wants to listen to it. I, I would encourage you to please listen deep because there are layers that I, I want y'all to catch. Right. And I think it would be really cool. So with Reflections, um, you start getting ref- personal. Exactly. Reflections is, it's the most personal song on the project right. to what I actually dealt with. Right. Um, and so... You're just opening up and being like, this I'm, is... I'm literally saying, like, and I go into it saying, kind of with that attitude of like, I'm dope and I can rap and I can do this and that. And then all of a sudden, I realize like, that's not it. Yeah. And the Lord shows me it's not it through Facebook. Yeah, which is which is interesting, and you guys can listen about that and on this day. Um, But, anyways, that is the story of kind of how I came to grips with where I was, right, and and what where the sickness is in me and what needs to be done. Yeah, and and listening to to the album
0: um, three or four times now, all the way through, when you get to reflections, um, the rest of the album gets a little hopeful. Right. Yeah. That the, the 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 once you come right. to the realization of like what you're really dealing with, mm-hmm. then there's hope. Yeah. And, and and you know everybody always talks about you know acceptance is the first part of you know. Getting healed, yeah, yeah. you know. For us as Christians, it's realizing, being willing to look at ourselves and realize, man, we got some some issues here, and I need to repent of them and turn from them. And then all of a sudden, there's all this hope we're filled with because we're like, this ain't the end of the story. You yeah, know? exactly. This isn't the end. Now I, I have a few that are just my favorites. Right. Okay. Now we we call our uh, ourselves the outsiders, right? We and do. We always say that one of the reasons why we are. Uh, outsiders is because we do not fit into the Republican or Democratic.
1: I had a feeling this would be one of your full favorites. blown
0: um, ideology. Yeah. Right. There, we, we say there are good things the Democrats do. There are bad things the Democrats do. There are good things Republicans do. There's bad things the Republicans do. And we as people who are the kingdom of God are supposed to look at that through the prism of Scripture. Right. Yeah. And and so you've got a song called Red Pill,
1: Blue Pill. I do.
0: Um Immediately I saw that and I thought of the matrix because right? that's the first thing that jumped out at me. Oh, yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, that's what Neo. And there's takes.
1: definitely some matrix imagery, right? Yeah. Like there. Neo yeah. had the
0: option of, of taking the red pill or the blue pill. And do yeah. we wake up or do we go deeper into the reality? Right. And, uh, but then after listening to the song, I realized it's
1: a little bit more than that. So, so what, it's, it's not a song about the matrix. It's not, it's not, you're right. Um, but what it does do is, is it does borrow from those themes and so, you know, it's, it's the same storyline in the sense of that you have this sh- dark, shadowy type figure that is offering uh, me a a red pill and a blue pill. And um, similar to the movies, they mean kind of the same thing. So right. if you take yeah. the the red pill, it shows you what reality is and, and what's like right in front of our face, but we haven't been able to see it. And then... In the, the left, if you take the left, it's like, it's this ignorance is bliss, right? So you have to just kind of close your eyes to it, even though, you know, it's, yeah. So, um, that's, that's kind of the theme of it. And I, I did that on purpose. And so red pill, blue pill is about choice. I think that there's a lot of pressure on people to, to vote. Right. Right. Um, in in this nation there, there's a ton of pressure and it's like if you're not voting for this then you're you're against it or you know vice versa like like if you have deal breakers on both sides then you're unAmerican right but there are deal breakers on both sides for me yeah especially in this this past one you know right. what I mean yeah um and that doesn't mean every time and and, and one of the things that this song is not, is I'm it's not evangelical. I'm not trying to get people to not right vote or whatever right. else like that. That's not my purpose. That is not what I want to do. Um, and I'm not even saying that I didn't vote. What I'm saying is there is a struggle there, right. like an inner struggle, right there with me, right. There is, I mean, you have on one side, I I am very anti-racism. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm anti-racism and I am anti-abortion and those two things are they're pushed one 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 pushes themselves as pro-life
0: one pushes themselves as anti-racist and and I know the nuance arguments
1: like I I understand the nuance arguments yeah we're not yeah well not necessarily on the racism one but right but like I I get them and I understand where that's coming from but like the the point of red pill blue pill is like there's this pressure and it's even even my black friends are saying like how can you not like right, if you've you, you say you love way, us like you know vote right anti racism yeah and I'm like I want to believe me right <laughs> like, but I also you know, want to I vote also pro-life. love children and I I, yeah. I believe in that and I believe that that's a gospel like yeah I, I think that that's important and so um, it's just kind of like well then i've had to take it up with the lord Yeah. you know like that's been right. my personal Everybody's thing go to again. i'm it. not trying to to spread right
0: you're just letting people know this is where i this is where i was at when and it came to this
1: this is a struggle yeah and so that is literally a story of struggle
0: um yeah. i like that jam for a few reasons i like it because uh i like the matrix and uh <laughs> and i felt very very similar yeah to you uh and then my favorite song on the whole thing is no you don't no you don't that's my favorite song no you don't um and I wonder why I knew. man you you just come in this song right like you don't hold things back you just right. say this is something that i'm seeing mm-hmm. that is problematic when it comes to christianity right. like here's people are calling themselves christians yet at the same time this is the attitude that i'm that i'm seeing and i know you know we're not going to name names i know you had names probably in your head as you were you know putting this thing <laughs> together but but, but so what was it that got you to the place where you're like, okay, I want to write this song yeah, and I'm not really going to hold anything back.
1: I was sick of it, man. Yeah, I was sick of it. I was sick of Christ not being represented by people that say that they're representing Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sick of the, like, it just set people back, man. And for no reason it's, it's people being offensive for, for just to be offensive right. and it's not like letting the gospel offend. Right. Yeah. That was it's, one of the things that jumped out at me in just, the song.
0: It was right. like, you are offending people because you're arrogant.
1: Yeah. You're offending
0: people because you are rude and attacking. You don't have
1: a biblical case to stand on. It's but, not the gospel but, that you're letting, but offend. you are justifying it with the Bible. Like you're right. trying to. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm going at, I was about to say I'm talking, I'm, I really am going at yeah. Um, certain pastors I'm going at certain spiritual leaders and and people that that just honestly don't look like Jesus. Right.
0: And they're wrapping it up in if you're offended, it's cause you got a problem with the Bible. Right. And in actuality, no, it's I got a problem with you, not what yeah. the Bible says.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that's my favorite song. Yeah. I love it. I love
1: I'm, it. I'm glad you like it.
0: Uh and then these next two, um, they jumped out at me. They jumped out at me for two personal reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, Us Again jumped out at me because your lovely wife, Absolutely. Brittany, uh, sings on this song. My and if baby. you guys know Brittany, you know that Brittany has a beautiful voice, very gifted. Yeah. And um, and so did you know that you wanted her on uh, a track? And mm-hmm. how did she work? How did you yeah. get her to do specifically this track called Us Again?
1: I did know that I wanted her on the project. Okay. She's actually on two songs on the project. Okay, And, and Us Again is kind of a contrast of another song that's that's on there that is kind of done the wrong way right Uh, there's a song called over on the project and it's it's about divorce right and it's about like the damage that that does right yeah and it's actually inspired by people that i know you know and i kind of compiled it together and so us again is the opposite us again is kind of the, the married couple, which is Brittany and I, and us again is our story. Right. And we were mad at each other in the studio writing. Like we, we were at that point. Mm -hmm. So it it really is kind of an organic song again. Right. Um, and us again is kind of that, what we should do. And that is, we should want reconciliation. We should want to get back to the foundation. Right. Of our relationship What makes us us And so Us again is A song about Brittany and I Kind of beefing We're we're not getting along Uh, And it's it's, But
0: knowing where you should go
1: And it's one of my favorites Because it's a real duet Yeah Like we go back and forth Oh it's It's It's, fantastic
0: It's probably my second favorite song Nice Um, Yeah Um, But yeah it's Just because the creativity of it Like I just love the, The creativity of that song And I love hearing Brittany sing So that's another reason why it was one of my favorite. And then this one, dude. This and this is just the last one I want to talk about. But um, I go to gospel track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I hear your granddad singing. Yeah. Now I knew your granddad for years and years and years here at Calvary Hill, our church. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew your granddad to be one of the godliest, kindest yeah. um, men that I had ever met. Yeah. Love the Lord and love people yeah you know if that's what it's about, then he did a pretty daggum good job, yeah, um, that was that man, and I hear him singing mm-hmm. at the intro to this song, yeah, and uh, I'll be honest like i I wept the uh, first time I heard it it yeah. it just knowing him. Yeah. knowing what he meant to you yeah. and your family yeah. and knowing you, that you did a song to honor him and tell his story. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that really impacted me. So just mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about why you decided to do this song and, um, what you hope it means to him and your yeah. family and to people who will listen to it.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, gospel tract is, is the most, you know, like heartfelt song I have on here. It's, yeah. it definitely is. And so my Pawpaw, as you said, the man he was—he was an amazing man. Yeah, you know he—he he passed away uh, several years ago. He—he he was just one of those guys that you could know him for ten minutes, and he would have already preached the gospel to yeah, you. You're getting the gospel like every single time. And so yeah. he used to have, um, and I, I won't give too much away for it, but I do want to kind of talk about the inspiration of it. Uh, he had a gospel tract. Mm-hmm. that he wrote right. and that he used that he passed out uh, to everybody everybody i mean like waiters yep. people randomly on the street like yeah <laughs> the story that's actually in gospel track that i tell yeah. is a true story yeah it's powerful with um you know meeting a stranger yeah i mean it, it was just insane and so but that's the kind of man he was and so right. you contrast that to the no you don't mm you know what I mean? Like this is man, this is the I hadn't person. I thought that about is. that. Yeah, and and I wanted to have that contrast. Just like I I want to always kind of have those contrasts. And like you contrast that to the no, you don't. The arrogance. The yeah. You know, I'm, us against them. Yeah, yeah. And so, but Papa, man, that was that was a different man. He was a different man. He was for people, and he loved people. He loved Jesus yeah. above everything. Yeah. And uh that yeah, that song is just about him. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, about it's his legacy man. and how I want to continue that legacy. Right, you know. It's beautiful. Well, Tyler, let me just say this, man. Um
0: this album is good, bro. Thank you. Bro. I, um in my opinion, it is the best work you have ever done. Thank you. And um and I want everybody to hear it. I want everybody to listen to this album if you can sit down and listen to the whole thing at once, that would be even better. Mm-hmm. Right. Get the whole concept, right. um, once or twice, Yeah. you know, then go to the ones that you, that you can't help, but just gravitate to. And it'll be yeah. different for everybody. Um, but man, I'm just really proud of you. Thank you. man. And I'm, I'm proud to, um, to promote this thing and you to do, do a bonus episode to yeah, I give this that. space. Um, because I think it's worth it. Uh, tell us real quick how you're going to release this album to everybody. How are you promoting this album so people know where and how to to get a hold of it and start listening to stuff?
1: Right. So those of you who have been, um, you know, hitting me up and, and saying like, "Hey, when, when's it dropping?" and stuff. I had a December release date on this thing. Right. Um, there was some family health issues. Right. That that got in the way that postponed we postponed everything. We could not get it done in right. that time. Um, and so what I've decided to do is for the people that have been faithful and the people that like in for seven years have been like, dude, get back in the, when are you going to make music? When are you going to make music? Do it. So for those people, those are the people that follow me on social media and I'll drop my handles here. Um, but, um, I will release the project in two songs a week. Um, and, and so, and I have done this and like, I've made videos and visualized for each song. Right. Like I've tried to make this as, as much as I can, um, you know, visually appealing and, and things right. like that, which is, uh, another, <laughs> yeah, it's, <difficult. laughs> it's a full time job, man. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's crazy. Um, but again, I've, I've tried to to do that. And so I want to have a special release for them first because people have not heard me in seven years Right, I'm not under the illusion that I'm going to drop this album and it's going to be you know all right, a yeah. huge heard album like that Yeah, but uh, for the people that it's for and, and and things like that man I want to Yeah. so what
0: are your handles on Twitter Facebook Instagram all that good stuff
1: yeah I got uh, so Facebook is Tyler France music uh, Instagram is Tyler France music and Twitter is T France music mm. so uh, so if you guys go give a follow to all of them Give me a follow, and then you said in middle of and May is until, hopefully
0: when it'll be on iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. Yeah, somewhere in the middle of May. Yeah, and
1: then I'm gonna drop it to the masses. Yeah. It's gonna be Pandora. So you've got to go and outlets. follow
0: Tyler on Instagram, on Facebook, um, on Twitter, so that you can get the couple songs that are gonna be dropped each week. You you'll want you'll want to give this a listen, even if you say hip hop's not my favorite music. Yeah, yeah. yeah listen, we'll pray for you that God (laughs) God would change your heart. Um, but no, if you, if you say it's not your favorite music, I still think you will be thoroughly blessed, um, by this album. And, uh, so thank you for, for supporting Tyler and his music. Thank you for supporting this podcast. And what we're trying to do here. Thanks for checking this bonus episode out. We will be back next week, Lord willing, mm-hmm. talking about the black community and policing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't think you'll want to miss that episode. So please like, share, subscribe, review, all that good stuff. And for us, uh, we will catch you next time.
1: I'm on a mission, was given the vision and calling out the truth from the trenches. The process strenuous, growing pain limitless. Try as I might, am I not being into this. Fighting a sin is sick, losing, but winning It's so confusing, like Rubik's, you me and grew me with dudes do do what I do, and then when I get loose It's the noose that you put me in But back to the music, my soul was never for sale What I make is my own, every detail through a fine too calm i am through these lyrics, they pick with the flow And the intricate lyrics can flip and still go Take a sentence, it's probably more than you know The pandemic is well, take a listen, let's go On this journey together, forget what I you lose want i control of all
0: that I know